Hey, and welcome to a new episode of Liberty's Lantern. Today we're going to be talking about uh, an issue that, well, it's just difficult. There's just no way around this. And it's healthcare. A lot of people have been asking me about when are we going to be talking about healthcare, and I guess today is the day. Uh, we're going to be going over some really interesting stuff and how to really fix it. Not just kind of throw the brown stuff at it. And, and where do we really need to be going? Where can we make the big differences to impact this and really make a great change in people's lives? And that's what this is all about. So hang on with me. We're going to talk about healthcare today. It's going to be a doozy. Yes, so my name's Eric. I'm with Liberty's Lantern. Once again, as always, the opinions of me do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Libertarian Party or anybody affiliated with the Libertarian Party. Hey, it probably doesn't even uh, reflect the opinions of most people. But today we are talking about health care. Like I said, a lot of people have been asking me about when are we going to talk about health care? And I've kind of beaten around the bush and kind of try to put it to the side as much as humanly possible because I'll be honest, I've kind of fallen into the same trap as Washington has. And a lot of people, especially, you know, with all these Obamacare reforms and all of that, people are reforming health insurance and we're not actually reforming health care. So we're kind of going after the symptom and not the cause. And I really didn't know how to strike at it uh, until Allison, one of my listeners, forwarded me uh, this one uh, document from the AAFP, and I don't even know what that actually stands for. But uh, it's a great article, and it's about direct primary care. And when you start reading about it and you start going over all of this, you realize that this is something completely different. We have never seen this in healthcare before. There are actually states that this is not legal, uh, it, but it needs to be. Okay, so let's rewind. Let's let's take a couple of steps back. I kind of gave you a little bit of a hint of which way we're going and all of that stuff, but. So insurance, health insurance. Well, a lot of people, I mean, hey, it's required in our government now to have health insurance. Can you believe it? The government requires us to do something. Yeah, surprise. Uh, so we have health insurance, which is required to have it. And if you don't have it, you pay a fine. I'm a fine payer. Uh, because it's ridiculous. You know, when I was, I'm, I'm self-employed, right? So I own a business. I have a small staff. We can't get into group uh, care and all of that stuff because I just don't have enough people under my payroll. I, 
would I like to get there one day? Of course I do. I want to have a whole bunch of people working for me. I want this, but it, we're a successful company and we're just small. It, it happens. So I can't offer my people uh, health care. However, what I can do is these direct primary care. But once again, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at that because I'm excited about it. This is such a new thing. It, it's, it's got me riled up because it's so libertarian in its roots. So Obamacare and even Trump care, this is insurance reform. This is mandating that we have insurance. This is ensuring that there are, you know, pre-existing uh, conditions are treated. Uh, people over the age of 27 can be under their parents' uh, health insurance. All of this stuff. And yes, health insurance does need to exist. Hey, I'm looking at actually going and getting something like um, uh, what used to be considered catastrophic care. But now, if you're under 30, you can have catastrophic care. And if you're over 30, you can get accident care and cancer care and uh, critical illness care. So you actually have to kind of purchase into these three smaller, more specialized policies because Obamacare has made uh, uh, the catastrophic care for 30 and under only. I don't know. It is what it is. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try fighting City Hall on this one, even though you buy three plans comes out to be about the same price as catastrophic, but they can't sell you everything lumped into one because you're over the age of 30. If that makes sense to anyone out there watching this, please email me because it doesn't to me. And that's eric at libertieslantern.com. Explain that one. I can't. But whatever. So... You have all of these different insurance options out there, but they're becoming more and more expensive. A, because it's mandated. And there's government benefits to individuals who are making less than $45,000 a year. So where does that $45,000 come from? Well, it comes from two places. One, it comes from everyone who's paying full price for the health insurance, and that's where they're subsidizing it on the insurance side. And the government subsidies are coming from people who don't have insurance. So that, well, we don't know what the penalties are going to be for 2018, but it can be anywhere from 1700 all the way on up. Probably somewhere in the vicinity of 1850. And that's if Trump care doesn't come into play. And I'm not going, I'm lumping Obamacare and Trump care together because, in effect, the, all they're doing is they're reforming health insurance. And health insurance should be like car insurance. Car insurance doesn't cover your oil changes. It doesn't cover your regular maintenance on a car. Why does our health insurance cover the regular maintenance on our bodies? It shouldn't. 
Insurance is there for those oh my gosh moments, those moments that we had no control over. Well, that's where direct primary care comes in. You're actually going to go to your general practitioner and you're going to buy a membership. So these prices range. Looking online and just in my area, because I'm shopping for myself right now, it goes the highest plans that I've seen are 50 bucks, right? $50 is the max, and it includes a lot. It includes lab work, it includes medicine if you get sick, uh, or very reduced prices. Um, it, it includes uh, your healthy well check. It includes as many doctor visits as you need. Uh, it includes x-rays it includes you name it at 50 bucks you're getting the whole kit and caboodle you pretty much pay your 50 bucks every month and you never have to pay another dime except for some medicines and stuff like that i'm just talking about your basic medicines like your basic antibiotics and all of that that's actually included in your your 50 which i think is phenomenal and it's broken up by age groups so my age group as a 38 year old it's 50 bucks there's others out there that I found, which is a little bit of a far drive for me, but it's 25 bucks a month, but it practically covers nothing. Uh, it includes two visits a month and then price reductions on all your lab testing, your medicine, x-rays, everything else. It's just a price reduction. Which is really cool i like that one it works well for me because last year i went to the doctor once and that was actually just for poison ivy so it's not something that i would really you know use but that doctor is located really far away from me it's almost a, a 45 minute drive so probably the cost of savings and the cost benefit really doesn't work too well for me on that one there's another one who's really close to me he's 35 dollars a month and it's kind of an in-between. He has, you know, two visits a month. Every additional visit in a given month would be $15 additional. Uh, you know, so my point is there's a whole bunch of different plans out there. And you just have to find which membership to these family doctors works for you. You're making the choice. You're the consumer. You're not being limited by a health insurance company telling you, well, we tell you you can go to this doctor or this doctor, but if you go to that doctor, then you're going to have to pay different rates because they're out of network and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. And there's even in, in these direct primary care, they have allegiances with hospitals and you get discounts. You don't get free care at hospitals or anything like that, but you get some discount. Depending on which doctor's office you go. Some of them do, some of them don't. It, I don't know how it works. I don't know how they do everything on the backside, but they do. Then you have uh, you have other things that are that are built in. Um, you know, you can do this with hospitals, you can do this with doctors, you can do this with specialists, whatever you need, you can buy a membership to. Now, I know for me, I'm looking at getting, if I wanted a silver level package from Blue Cross Blue Shield for my age and the fact that uh, I live in the area that I live in and 
everything else, all my other, uh, and how much money I make in a year, and all of that, I'd be paying $491 a month for something that last year, well, last year I was paying $320, but it went up to $490. So, and all of that is for something that last year I used once. Now, granted, this is a new year. I might need it more. I don't know. So far, knock on wood, I have not needed the doctor. And I don't have insurance. And I'm about to get one of these direct primary care. So if I need to go, I can go. But I'm paying all of this money for one doctor's visit last, last year. Actually, over the I average one doctor's visit every single year for the last seven, eight years. That's a lot of money that I'm spending for one doctor's visit. So now all of a sudden I'm starting to do the cost analysis, and I'm even if I go to the most expensive direct primary care, I'm paying 50 bucks. Well, now a lot of people are going to wonder, how can people do this? Like, how can these doctors do this? Where, why can they all of a sudden, you know, charge 50 for a month, whereas other health insurance companies are giving you a lot less, but charging you a lot more money? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, you're paying the doctor directly. This is your doctor. So you're not paying an insurance company who then pays the doctor if you see them and you're just fueling the machine, but you're paying the doctor directly. So even though you are still seeing the doctor only once, maybe twice a year, all that money is still going to the doctor and they're not having to pay for a whole staff that's going to file claims with the insurance company. So they're saving on their cost of labor. The You're not paying for an insurance machine that's going to dispute claims. They're not going to you know, say, oh, that's unfounded or this doesn't, doesn't apply or we're only going to pay you for this. So you, you have eliminated an entire office and a doctor's office by becoming a member. And you're not paying the entire insurance machine. You're paying the doctor directly. So you're taking the middleman out. And actually, the money stays local. It's It stays in your own community because you're going to see a doctor in your own community. So this is helping your local economy. This is helping your local doctor. Uh, everything. You know, it, it, it's a win, 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 lose. And the only loser in this entire ladder is the insurance company. So, of course, they're, they're fighting with every lobbyist that they have to, to fight against this. And there are 13 states in the United States that this is actually not a approved medical solution. And obviously, it's not part of the ACA because you're going to be outside of the ACA you're doing your own thing. You don't actually have health insurance. And they don't want that. Because the ACA really was written by the insurance companies and not with any goodwill for the American people. And look at what's going on with 
rates. Now, here's the other thing. The ACA is supposed to get health care to the people who need it. Well, I know quite a few people who receive financial subsidy for health care, and they're still paying more than 50 bucks a month. And they don't go to the doctor a lot either. I mean, if you had serious medical issues, yes, you probably need health insurance. Or if all of a sudden hospitals start going into these direct primary care models, well, all of a sudden you're going to be paying into that hospital for, uh, oh my God, accident, or I can't believe I've developed cancer or whatever. Now these doctors, they have a month by month plan, no contract. The only thing is a, a upfront six month obligation. And after the six months, you can cancel. And there's never a sign up fee or a renewal fee or, or whatever. You just, you're now paying on a month to month. You're only obligated because they're going to do a full well check at the beginning. And they're not going to charge you for any of your labs. They're not going to charge you for anything. So they want a six month commitment out of you. After the six months, you're free to go. Do whatever you want. That's fine. But they just want to cover their upfront costs of in-processing you as a, as a patient. So they, they ask you for a six-month commitment. Uh, actually, one of them, the $50 one, only asks for a three-month commitment. Makes sense. Uh, and the, the lower ones all seem to be asking for a six-month commitment. But if you're a hospital, you can set your contract to whatever you want. If you are, if you're a hospital and you're you're fearing that this person might develop cancer or whatever, lock them in. Three-year contract minimum. You want to become a member, you've got to be a member. Pay us every single month for the next three years, and we'll renew after that. And we can up or down your rates at the end of every twelve-month period, or however they want to do it. Figure it out. This is not difficult, people. And if you're, in, if you're a hospital who becomes a direct primary care uh, group or whatever, well, a lot of hospitals have family practice or, or general practitioners or, or whatever. You can get, you can buy group packages maybe through hospitals. The entire idea of where this can go is limitless. But because you're cutting that middle person out, all of a sudden, you're just looking at the cost of doing business. You know, a lot of these direct primary care, it also, they set the standards of what you can create a lawsuit over. And it's in their contracts. The only time that you can sue them is in gross negligence. Well, gross negligence would make sense. I mean, you've done something grossly negligent. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna look for restitution. Lawsuits in this country, now most medical lawsuits in this country, this is a huge expense, especially for hospitals, because a lot of hospitals also carry umbrella uh, malpractice insurance policies and they run into the millions of dollars every single year 
Well, if you all of a sudden only cover or only can sue for gross negligence, whatever that would be, either someone leaves something in you after a surgery, they completely misdiagnose you, and you've been receiving the wrong treatment for X amount of years and your original condition has gotten worse, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, that's gross negligence. So most of these suits that are brought forward are minor. They never even see the inside of a courtroom and they get settled out of court. Which sounds like a cheap alternative, and it is cheaper than going to court to settle everything out. But when all of a sudden you start looking at it, you have these instances where they have to bring in medical professionals, so they're bringing in other doctors. They have to pay that doctor the hourly rate that they would normally get. They're paying for all of these different, they're paying for the lawyers, they're paying for this, that, and the other thing. And even settling costs these hospitals huge dollars, or even if they get thrown out of court, you still have to prove the validity of it getting thrown out of court. So you still have, even if the hospital never pays out a dime and it gets thrown out, you still have, the hospital still has huge costs of creating that verdict that it, it's an unfounded aspect. So you're all of a sudden now not only impacting the, the direct aspect because you're doing away with an office in every single hospital, you're doing away with a middleman. So the money's going to exactly the end user or the hospital or the doctor or whatever. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then you also are paying every single month, even if you're not using the service because you're in a membership, And they're going to be fighting the other. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. Uh, and then uh, they are also fighting the other hospitals in your area and the other doctors in your area. So they're going to make sure that they're more competitively priced and they have no, uh, they have a clause in their contract that says only in, uh, um, gross negligence, can you sue them? So they're going to carry less back, background insurance, which is going to actually reduce the overall operating expense. Insurance companies are the problem. <coughs> it's hysterical, but they are. They are what are dry, driving the cost of medicine up. It's not more expensive to produce Tylenol. It's not more expensive... <clears throat> Excuse me, I am going to pause this for a second. Uh, no, I can't. Oh, darn. <clears throat> You're just going to have to suffer with me. And I apologize. I don't know <clears throat> if it's dust in the air or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm coughing, I'm sneezing while we're talking about healthcare. Is that weird or what? Um, but, yeah. Pollen season, you gotta love it. Uh, <laughs> so, 
direct primary care. It's the libertarian idea or the liber the most libertarian idea of healthcare. You're re overall reducing the cost. You're creating competition in the market. You're dealing directly with uh, the ends of the buying cycle, the, the patient, the patient and the hospital or doctor or whatever. This is the future of medicine. If we want affordable medicine, we need to be able to take the middleman out. Now, granted, if you develop cancer or if you get into a wicked accident or you develop some debilitating disease, critical illness, or, you know, trauma, whatever, you might still want to carry a catastrophic plan okay so you get these catastrophic plans and then they'll help you cover the expenses because obviously chemotherapy is not going to be covered under a direct primary care uh, contract with a hospital you're gonna get reduced costs but you're still gonna have high costs because that type of medicine is just it's it's expensive not as expensive as it is today but it's still expensive the one loophole, the only drawback that I see with this is if you travel a lot. If you travel a lot and you have a catastrophic incident, you might find yourself out of care because you're, well, not out of care because the hospital still is required to treat you, but you might not get reduced rates unless if hospitals start partnering with other hospitals. So you might get in my, I live in North Carolina, so one of the big hospitals here is the Duke Network. So if Duke then all of a sudden says, okay, well, we're going to give uh, everybody coming from the Beth Israel group up in New York, if they get injured in North Carolina, they may not get as much off as our members, but we're still going to extend a discount to Beth Israel people if they're in our area and they get injured. And Beth Israel will do the same thing for Duke customers. So it would be some it, it would be a collaboration between hospitals or even primary care. Maybe they'll be overreaching groups that you know will will share. You have your primary physician where you're gonna get the best discounts, but you might get some discounts in case of an emergency while you're traveling or something like that. So there's all different sorts of solutions and, and ideas that can come of this. Obviously, this is, it's cutting edge. I mean, it's an old idea that's coming around again. Because <clears throat> this is how the family doctor used to work. You know, everyone in the community only saw this one doctor. There was only one doctor in the community and he knew everyone's, uh, he knew he had everyone's business. So he didn't have to charge an arm and a leg. But in modern suburbia or modern, uh, urban environments there are so many doctors we we're blessed in this country to have such a selection of medicine that we're actually creating the own our own problem with this not to mention the fact that we have so many 
insurance companies that are driving the cost up because you're employing thousands and thousands of people and they want to make a profit and the hospitals want to make a profit and the doctors want to make a profit and it's just there's too many hands in the pot we need to cut some of the hands out of the pot and then on top of that we need to start relaxing federal regulations yes okay i understand hipaa is very important we want to protect everyone's privacy yes i i get it that we want to have a standard level of medicine so we need to have an ada which is predominantly funded by the doctors, by the way, and really not uh, funded by government. You have all of these different institution, institutions out there that are still going to guarantee the quality of care, but you're getting rid of middlemen and you're getting rid of government. And that's important. That's really where a large stake of the cost is. You know, I mean, you listen to mattress commercials. You know, there's Mattress Direct now. And Mattress Direct promises that you're buying from the factory. You're cutting out the middleman so you save money. Well, it's the same thing with medicine. It's a product. I mean, it, okay, it's a service. But it's still something you're buying. If you cut out the middleman, you save money. It's the same thing. It's a no-brainer. Check that out. Uh, it's the one uh, one site that I was uh, directed to was AAFP. Uh, there's also Direct Primary Care or DPCare.org. There's a whole uh, group of uh, great websites on this. Like I said, there are a couple of states where this is not legal, but there's enough force now out of these groups that are forming that are kind of umbrellaing uh, these, these doctors who are forming these direct primary care practices, uh, that it's growing, it, it's becoming a movement. And it's kind of like concierge medicine that we had back in the 80s, but they, that was really only for the rich people. You, you pay, and this was back in the 80s, you pay five, $6,000 a year and the doctor would come to your house and all of that stuff. This is modern, you go to the office medicine, so you're paying a lot less, but you're still getting an elevated level of care. So it's phenomenal. I I don't know why I haven't heard of this until now. I'm actually kind of upset that I haven't heard about it until now because this is phenomenal. It really is. Uh, I encourage everyone to check it out. I encourage you to do some research on your own about it. As always, if you hear something that you agree with, please tell me. If you hear something that you hate, please tell me. Uh, like I said, I'm just learning about this. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I want to hear more from you guys, too. Give me a shout-out. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, next week, we're going to have another great topic. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. And uh, you have a great week. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Thank you.